So welcome back to Civil Action with Brian Kabatek, along with Shant Karnicki. And say hello to everybody, Shant. Hello, everyone. And we have with us, we're here at the Consumer Attorneys of California Annual Convention in San Francisco. We're here with a very special guest, Ray Boucher. Say hello to everybody, Ray. Good morning, everyone. That's all you get to say today, Ray. Thank Good. you, Ray. <laughs> Thank you for Thanks being for with joining us. us. Appreciate it. So, Ray, Ray, Ray's a former president of Consumer Attorneys. He's one of the finest lawyers I know, one of the finest people I know. Uh, I have a great deal of respect for him, despite the fact that he's the one who encouraged me to get in the chairs to become the president of Consumer Attorneys. But that was a long, long time ago, Ray. So, Ray, tell us about yourself. Who are you? What do you do? <laughs> I'm a father of two who's a Red Sox, diehard Red Sox, Patriot, Boston fan. Celtics? Celtics. Okay. Bruins, you name it. And what else can you tell us about yourself? Well, on occasion, I do a little bit of work in the law. Yeah. Well, you're, you're a hell of a lawyer, so we're very happy to have you here with us today. Ray, tell us, what led you to become a lawyer in the first place? Cuban Missile Crisis. Now, that was in the 1960s when you were about two. <laughs> no, I was six. I'm okay. older than I look. Uh, no, seriously, I was reading the Lowell Sun in, in Tingsboro, Massachusetts, and looking at all the maps and trying to digest what President Kennedy was trying to do. And I recognized the role that lawyers were playing in the whole administration. And it's the thing that made me say to my parents, I want to become a lawyer. And what did your parents say, say to you? Just start first grade first? No, they said, you don't have a chance. Really? Yeah. Nobody in my family had ever uh, graduated from college prior to that point in time. So on either side of my family. So. But you did graduate from college. I did. Where did you go to college? I went to a small liberal arts college in Durango, Colorado called Fort Lewis College, where I mostly skied and kayaked. And on occasion, went to class. Did you get graded for skiing and kayaking? Thankfully not, because I wasn't that great of a skier, but I enjoyed it. And then you went to law school? Well, then I went to graduate school. I got a master's degree at Colorado State University. I got a master's in management with emphasis on finance and planning. And really, that was a key part in my life because it... it the emphasis of what I was doing was fighting for the environment and trying to beat back oil shale development in the western slopes of Colorado. And so, then law school? Or more, law more school. degrees to put us to shame? No, no, then law school for Pepperdine University. Went to law the, the law school, the only law school I know where people go for three years and spend the next 25 or 30 years of their life trying to make enough money to go back. To live there in Malibu. Exactly. Yeah. Um, was it in Malibu at the time? It was in Malibu at the time. So we went through the fires and the floods and everything else. Everything so in the Old Testament. Absolutely. Yeah. Where did you start out your career, your law career? So I started off as a lawyer with a small firm called Gould and Sayre. Um, and my work primarily at that time was representing Cesar Chavez and the Farm Workers Union as part of pro bono defense work for strike violence um, that the farm workers were were uh, charged with. Wow. Did you ever meet uh, Cesar Chavez? Met him many times. Um, one of the most amazing individuals in the world. I was there when he broke the fast the second time uh, and with him you know, afterwards. But one of the most amazing things about him was that he didn't have much of an education, but he knew how to negotiate. He knew how to utilize the press for the benefit of humankind. And it was never about him. It was never about him. 
skills like that are innate. They're, they're, you're either born with them or you're not. Sorry, Sean. And they'll, they, then he's just one of those people, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, people gravitated to him. We brought him a gift, which was a, a, a VCR. People don't know what a VCR is now. I do. Do you? Okay. Yeah. So we brought him a VCR. I do. I'm hoping to buy one for Christmas. <laughs> but Brian doesn't know what a DVD player is. But anyway. <laughs> I'll buy you one. I promise. Uh, but the amazing thing. So you we can record him- your shows. There you go. That's a DVR, but okay. So I brought him this. We brought him a DV, uh, VCR. Uh, VCR. And, you know, he had a. This was one of the most powerful labor unions in the world at the time. He lived in a three room home at La Paz. The minute we brought it to him, he opened it up. He called the workers in. He gave it to the workers to bring it to the community center. And he wanted to make sure that the entire you know, group had a chance to participate in the utilization of it. So, Ray, what's the most important or interesting case of your career so far? Well, I can't, I can't think of one, honestly. I mean... Ray's probably, probably one of the most modest people I know. <laughs> no, I, you know, the thing is, I don't really look at my cases is big or small or monumental or non-monumental. I look at them primarily as, you know, what we do is reaching out to help people heal and bring a voice to those people that don't have otherwise an opportunity to bar justice. And I think probably one of the most important cases was one of the first cases I had. Uh, We have a guy named Bobby Witizak, a triple amputee Vietnam veteran, who was discriminated against at uh, Rockwell because he blew the whistle on um, illegal uh, pricing that was going on. And it was a very tough case, and it made a difference in his life. And I think every case I've had since that time, or every year I've had a case that has had immense meaning for me ever since. So let's switch gears a little bit and talk about um, political issues that face trial lawyers because we are here at the Consumer Attorneys Convention, the organization that is really the lobbying arm of the of the not just the the, the plaintiffs bar, but uh, people of California who need access to civil justice. What do you think are the biggest threats and biggest challenges ahead uh, in that area in California? I think the biggest threat isn't in California; it's in the United States, and it's the California, it's the United States Supreme Court. I mean that is the greatest single threat to the civil justice system and to access to justice and the work that we do. I mean, if you change, if Ruth Bader isn't around in four years and she's not replaced by somebody of a like mind, then much of the civil justice system will be thrown out of the window. And there'll be very little opportunity to recapture it because you'll be talking about you know, four or five people that will be on that court and dictating its conservative values for decades to come. Yeah, at this point, considering our respective ages, not just for the rest of our careers, certainly the rest of Sean's career, but the rest of our lives, these people will be in power, right? Absolutely. And, and, you know, the funny thing is, if you were to look at the shift of power that took place, it has taken place within the the, um, Supreme Court, and really tried to understand what it meant for the Constitution and for people's rights, you'd have rioting in the streets, typically, because that's how drastic a change um, that court has, and that's the impact that that court has on the everyday lives of people. Okay, so 
let's see what. So you didn't think I was? <laughs> you asked me to come on, and now you get all these radical views. So <laughs> no, I, this is why we want people. This is why That's we good. want people to come yeah. on. We want interesting people. What got you involved in the in the consumer attorneys? What got you involved doing um, a trial or politics? So that's interesting. I was uh, in trial on behalf of a homeless man who'd been shot six times against a hot dog stand, uh, Ronald Young versus Johnny's Hot Dogs, and Arnie Schwartz, who was uh, president of Consumer Attorneys of Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lawyers Association at the time, um, saw me in trial and came up to me and said, look, you need to be on the board. And I said, I have no interest in being on the board. And he said, you got to be on the board. And so he put me on the board. And I didn't have any choice. All right. So this is the fun part. Thank you very much for those answers. Now, this is the fun part. We're going to ask you, we get to ask you sort of fun, meaningless, rudderless questions okay. about yourself. Much like the, le- the rest of our thoughts. Right. The, the, right. I mean, our lives. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. And by the way, while I've got a moment here, um, Ray, if you're looking for an experienced young trial lawyer who would um, join your firm and be an asset to your firm, I want you to seriously consider Shant. There will be a subsidy Please, paid with him. Me. Someone, anyone so, yeah. out there listening. Okay. We've yeah, tried to sell yeah. you to enough people now. Does, and Does he pay well? Uh, well, I pay a subsidy. <laughs> I pay a subsidy. All right. So let's ask some questions, uh, meaningless, sure. rudderless questions of Ray Boucher. Ray, first of all, your favorite dessert. Oh, boy. His favorite dessert is a chocolate souffle with an apple pie on top and then... Um, ice cream in there anywhere? No, not really ice cream. Not let him but, answer the question, But stra- strawberry shortcake as a base. So figure wow. a strawberry shortcake with a souffle and then a Sounds healthy, apple yeah. pie on top of that. Yeah. It's probably my favorite dessert. Yeah. Um, if you weren't a lawyer, if you weren't doing what you do now, what would you be doing? Pitching the... Ninth inning of the World Series okay, for the Red World Sox. World Series is over, and generally 50 to 60-year-old pitchers are not playing in the majors. All right, so if I didn't have that option, which I clearly don't, I would be, uh, I would be doing one of two things. I'd either be climbing mountains all over the world, which is what I'd really love to be doing, or I would be doing human rights work in probably Africa or um, some of the developing countries. Favorite song? Let It Be. Favorite movie? All the presidents, man. If you were a cartoon character, which cartoon character would you be? Tasmanian Devil. What superpower would you want to have? Or do you have? I Two separate questions. I clearly right. don't have any superpowers. Uh. If I had a superpower, you know, I guess it'd be kind of cool to fly. Where yeah. would you like to visit in the world that you've never been? I've never been to Antarctica. It's the place I most want to be. I've been there. Yeah, That's where I want to go. Where would you want to be right now? Aside from here, where where else in the world would you want to be? (laughs) If I wasn't here right now, where I would like to be is in Nashville, Tennessee, or Chicago, Illinois. Okay. It's cold in In Chicago. Chicago. I know, but my son Matthew is there in school. If you could perform with any band or any musical artist, who would you perform with? Coldplay. And what would you perform? Anything they told me. Okay. One person you could meet who's alive today, who would it be and why? Well, that's a tough one. Um, One person alive today, I could meet them. 
don't know, maybe don't Donald use, Trump. Well, I was going to say don't use Donald Trump Jr. Oh. because everybody wants to meet Donald Trump Jr. I don't want Jr. No, no, what? Nobody wants to what? meet him. No, no, nobody wants to meet him. Sean gets the last question. Um, growing up, what did you want to do, even if it's something unrealistic, like when you're really young? Oh, there right. you could ask an answer about pitching for the Red Sox. Yeah, maybe. Well, when I was growing up, I wanted to be a lawyer, and most importantly, I, w- I would have loved to have pitched for the Boston Red Sox, for sure. So a big thank you to Ray Boucher for dropping by and talking with us today. Ray, we really appreciate everything you've done. We appreciate your career. I personally appreciate your friendship. Thank you very much for being with us. Sean, tell people where they can find us. They can find, find us online at kbklawyers.com and on all social media platforms, iTunes, Spotify, all those places. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you, Ray. Thank Thanks, you so Shannon. much. You're awesome. Appreciate it.